Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 710. I think that's a milestone podcast. 710 is? 710. Okay, good. Here I am. October 8th, 2021. 87 degrees was the high on this day in 2010, and uh, 23 degrees in 1876. And I have a note. Oh. The last 90 of the season, <gasps> no. uh, will uh, uh, the record for that was this Sunday. No. The 10th. What am I hearing? You're hearing Rookie's Echo in the StreamYard link. But that's okay, because that's my fault, Rook, that I did no. not mute you. This Sunday... He's so o- smooth. This Sunday's the last 90, I hear. This Sunday, October 10th, it hit 90 in 1928. And after October 10th, there are no more 90s till we get till we turn the corner and go racing back, back to into spring, yeah. uh, to May or what have you, or April. Okay. Uh, rookie? And now, yeah, from go the mayor's ahead, office, <laughs> forgot about that part. the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Here we go. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushire. Rook, uh, both Reavers and I figured you'd know the answer to this. Hmm. I've got a sad note here, but I don't know who's being referred to. Oh. Joe, I was a neighbor of the famous Bruce, who found his way onto the best of CDs for over 30 years. Yes. You know who that I, is? I knew, I knew he'd know Bruce right away. was a uh, custodian for... Um, Circle Pines Elementary, no, isn't that, up in uh, up by fourteen by Hugo. Unfortunately, he passed away last year, non-COVID related. But we had a memorial for him a couple of weeks ago, and I snapped these photos for you to see how much GL meant to him. He was a great man and a wonderful father and a true GLer. His wife put some of his GL stuff on display because it was such a part of him. If you could play a snippet of one of his phone calls in remembrance of him on the show, I'm sure. He would get a kick out of it wherever he is. Thanks, Chaz, neighbor of Bruce. Why is that not ringing a bell for me? He is the one that, and, okay, let me, here's the story, and then let me do a follow-up. Bruce called in, and remember when people would start things? Yeah. For you? Yeah. Bruce called in and said, let me uh, start my um, outboard motor. Oh, okay. Yes. And it was a, and he, so you said, what is it? And you said, it's a, he said, it's a 19, you know, 89 Johnson, you know, whatever. And yeah. you said, well, let me go start my car. I mean, what the, this isn't... You isn't, gave him the needle. Yeah. It, isn't, it wasn't not impressive to you, and it, he was let down so much by that yeah. that it, it hurt him. I, I'm but, sorry. No, no, but then but then he, it was a badge of honor. He would yeah. come and see us at the fair, and I'm Bruce, the, the boat guy, and okay. then we would say, yeah. Okay. So he was a ch- it was his claim to fame in Garage Logic, and okay. he, he embraced it after after you kind of... Well, that, you know what that means? That means he's a guy. Yeah. Well... Can, we can't play those. Can oh, we? sure we what? can. From CD, it it, it, it means that he knows the scorn and shame that all of us feel Sorry, on Bruce. a daily basis yeah. from working with Such. Here, Rook, I have all of them right here. Okay. Tell me which one it is, and I'll put it in. Well, for Pete's for sake, I, I. And I, we were doing a wax hand event at that middle at that middle school, elementary school, and he came up to me, and he started talking, and we somehow realized that's what uh, he was the guy. I'm sorry, we've lost such a fan. Yeah. Uh, God bless Bruce. Disc one, cut two. Disc one, cut two. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Bruce. It is. You just, you, 
<laughs> the call is fantastic because he was so excited to have something to start for you, cylinder-wise. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you just said, in 85. In other words, it was a big deal. It was. It big was, deal, pal. It was, it was nothing. You know, start me something from 1912. Yes. You know. And rookie Kelsey wants you to know mm-hmm. that he believes that secretly you're a genius. Uh, a study has found that the class clowns may be the most intelligent students. You know what? I did see that. I didn't want to bring that up yeah. on, on these because I well, thought that would a, be self-serving. Well, it's a study out of Turkey. I mean, you, well, you know. The no, Turks. How funny could a class, a Turkish class it clown be? can't be that funny. Right. They're not that it's funny. They don't, they, don't, they don't get it. <laughs> yeah, so there you have it. I'm going to save that. Story. Actually, I'm give you that story. But to tell you the you truth, can shake, take that home and show it to the family, or bring it up on the uh, family podcast. Truth be told, I will do that. By the way, which the uh, table talk of the rookies family is really taking off as the last couple of weeks. I highly suggest you listen to that. Um, I will say that technically, I was not the class clown. That was Mark Wingard. I was voted most popular, and I was president of the uh, my class. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. I have Bruce's. This, this con- is Bruce. Here oh, we go. Sorry, Rick, were you done? No, yes, go ahead. Yep. He is done. Yes, he is done. All right, here we go. Joe, love your show. Thank you. I got to fire up a 25-horse Johnson on a 14-foot Alma Craft Lunker 14. Well, well, how new is the motor? That's an 88. Well, big deal. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's a big deal to me. What's nothing? I'm on vacation, man. Jeez, well, so is it ch- prop in a barrel of water? No, no. I got the hose going. Hang on. Right. Here we go. 88. Yep. Let me go start going. my car. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. Joe. Joe. Kaboom. <laughs> kind of blow up. <laughs> wow. Okay, Bruce. Bruce, untwist, man. You, you, I, you I blew, blew up. him up. Yeah, I blew it up. When you don't run them with water, they'll blow up. You know, he was going on vacation. He probably got an early jump start on the weekend, if man, you know what I mean. I and, think uh, I do. Hey, can I start an 8820 pace? Pally. You know, maybe a 1948 five horse. Right. That would have been interesting. Or a 99. You know, brand new has never been started yet. No. No. No, it wouldn't work oh, either. Doesn't that work either? No. No. Why not a new one? Huh? Why not a new brand new one? one? The whole point of starting stuff usually is guys start interesting stuff. I grant you, I'm glad his CI is in there with motor, but an 88, 25 horse Johnson ain't that big of a deal. Especially in this state where there's a fighting uh-huh. chance... That about three out of four horse. people on every block have a 25-horse Johnson <laughs> for this, uh, whatever. How about you? Yeah. All oh, right, great. You. How about I go start my car? <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be about the same impact. Right. Here, give me a microphone. I'll run out and start my 1995 car. Jeez, Louise. Oh. All right. What were you driving at that time? I, why, I have no idea. Why does oh. it sound like you're on the Armed Forces Network know, broadcasting from really Istanbul? Know. You know what, what is though? That? I like the crackle. That's uh, it, terrible. It, well, it's because it was, a, it was a while ago. That's why. But do you remember? You asked him if he had... <laughs> The uh, prop in a bucket of water. And do you remember when I had a problem with that? Going, thinking that having the prop in the bucket of water, the motor would move. And you, I asked you about that another time, and you said, how... 
freaking dumb are you? You <laughs> dumb idiot. He's, I well, you, thought if you put it in there, are cool. it's, it's going to... Don't tell him. No, don't, no, don't tell him. Why, Matthew? No, Why? I, no I know now. I know now because oh. he, he verbally beat me down and, and took me to okay. school. But at that right. time when I asked the question, I said, well, isn't gonna the bucket going to fall over when, it, when the motor starts moving? And he just, it was so sad. Brooke, I was a big letdown. Here's how pathetic it was. You thought that if the guy started the motor, the boat would have taken off. He's in his driveway. But I thought in my... It's on a trailer. It's on a trailer. In my cartoon bubble at that time, I understand Cars in park. Yes, I understand it now, but at that time... I thought that it would uh, it would it would propel water. Okay, <laughs> why was the uh, motor uh, hooked up to water? Because that's how it gets cooled. The, 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 and that's why he was doing the hose. Yeah. Uh, he was putting it in the intake, yeah, I don't know what the bilge doing. pump, yeah. and you know I'm I'm now yeah, an expert. Um, I'm an expert now. <laughs> no, we, he was portside, I think. Right, that started. Right, settle down. God, I love you. Yeah, really. Seven ten. Let's right. go. Bilge pump. I think this what is an email. A... I think this is an email we can all identify with. Mayor, yesterday you were critical of a Seattle Times article where the writer used the pronouns they, them, and their to describe the man featured. Additionally, a couple of weeks back, a couple of weeks back on Sports Talk, Patrick was poring over a long list of new pronouns. Befuddled. I don't know what the big fuss is. In my hometown, we have been using an alternative pronoun for 40 years, dating back to high school. There's a woman around whose bosom is so perfect in size and shape oh, no. that she and her bosom have always been referred to as those. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I don't want my name on the air. No, no kidding. <laughs> and really? then he says, and those looked equally good in a formal dress or a casual sweatshirt with the local team logo on those. <laughs> those. Well, those. everybody has their pronoun. You know, everything. Has that reminds pronoun. me, we had a we had a couple of those in high school. Of course, everybody. I said we can all yeah. identify. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I went to an all boys school, yeah. and the guys that had those, you did not want to look at. So, do you suppose she's in on the joke, and she likes to be referred to as these? I suppose. Wow. <laughs> Was would, uh, isn't life wonderful, Rook? Who's your buddy, Saying, Gary? I'm trying to move along. God here. gave us those. I'm trying to move along here. <laughs> Why are your arms up? To quiet you morons down. Well, get going with the damn show so I can get out of here. I love your recorded interview with uh, Grady. He's talking, uh, this is Dale from Invergrove Heights. He's talking about the interview of the Florida sheriff we played yesterday, Grady Judd. Uh, he is a straight shooter, and I well recommend to you and the crew to follow him in his videos. My mother-in-law knows and loves him in Florida. Also, we just bought a place in Polk City, Florida. Guess why? One, it's warm there in the winter, and two, Grady Judd. Grady is also a Baptist minister. And my brother called yesterday wow. after hearing the podcast, and he said, Grady Judd is the golf club pro of sheriffs. That golf pro we yep, occasionally yep, play, the yep. fake club pro. They have the same kind of delivery and You're right, straightforwardness. And so we'll have to remember to follow uh, Grady Judd. When your brother called, did he also ask you to come over and look at the village? No. It was a different brother. Well, he's probably setting that up right now. It's October. You know, he goes right into it. Guys, I, guys, I'd respectfully request that you keep my identity private so I retain my job. I work for a local health care monolith that instituted a vaccine mandate. Our employees have until late October to get vaccinated or lose their jobs. This same organization sent an organization-wide weekly communication today that's nearly 100% COVID-related. One of the headlines reads, COVID vaccines strongly recommended for pregnant 
people. This is a healthcare organization, presumably science-based. Their vaccine mandate is presumably science-based, but they can't or won't acknowledge that only women can get pregnant. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I don't feel fine. Mm. It's amazing, isn't it? Just amazing. Do you think they're doing that, Such, because that's their belief, or do you think they're doing it so they don't get in trouble? They're just going along with the current. That phrase. is the fine line. It, You're right, Ken. It, it, it's yeah. like people How can doing they get in trouble. Joe, it's like people, you're sitting in the football stadium and you do the wave because everybody around you is doing the wave. That's a great right. analogy. That's right. exactly what they're doing. You're right. That, that's, you the country like is doing the wave. Yeah. The country is doing the woke wave. Well, and what Kenny's referring to is there, there is probably a, a possibility that they don't believe it, but they're just afraid of that one woke employee that's going to turn them in or, you know, or expose them in some viral uh, Facebook post. And they'll get called out for it. Once again, we go back to the evil of socials. Mm-hmm. It's all socials' fault. Let's go to the most important story in a long time, the front page story in today's Star Tribune. Fry says body cam footage galling. It's a story of, uh, uh, conveniently enough, uh, just a month before an election, uh, the footage was released in connection with the case of Jaleel K. Stallings, 29, who was acquitted on multiple charges as he returned fire at officers who fired a 40-millimeter marking round, also known as a rubber bullet, at him from an unmarked van. Stalling said he didn't realize they were police and acted in self-defense. Which is such BS. Well, Stalling's acquittal was first reported by the Minnesota Reformer, which also was the first outlet to release the footage. It was later released to other media by Stalling's attorney, Eric Rice. And Fry calls the body cam footage galling uh, and, and disapproved of. Nowhere, nowhere has, has Fry ever said the behavior of the protesters was galling. Mm-hmm. This story is intended to alarm me uh, as a consumer of news and to alarm me on the behavior of the police. They were in a heated, heated five, six, seven, two-week period there yeah. at the end of May, at the end of May into June. In 2020, they had their third precinct burned down, and we're supposed to be alarmed that uh, they the cops uh, said they think they can do whatever they want, or there's a bleeping curfew, or uh, what? How do you think they're going to talk? They're under fire. Right. And there's absolutely no way that this guy didn't know he was exchanging gunfire with police. If you're he in- was a concealed carry permit holder, and he said he carried it because he was worried about white supremacy in the neighborhood. Hold on. Now, what the uh, hell are you doing? Hold that. up. Wait a minute. Yeah. Something, Something ain't, ain't right. right. What then were you doing out there at 10 o'clock at night with the rioters? Right. And if you are out there, you're on edge. You are aware of your surroundings. You're looking for anything out of the ordinary, and I, I, don't, I don't believe him. Because this happened May 30th, correct? That was the date yeah. of, the, of the video. And, and the guy probably should have been acquitted, by the way. He instantly, when he did realize that they were cops, he put his gun down and lay prone on the street. I don't agree with that. Okay, I, I think that there's a when case. You watch, but when you watch the video, Joe, you see him from the street. He sees that it's a squad car. I thought it was unmarked. They said, Chris, that it was an unmarked Oh, it van. was. Okay, I'm sorry. But you yeah. can still see that it's, there's two armored police officers in there because the, the side door was open. Oh, really? Yes. You can see it okay. from the body cam footage. Okay. Well, the the larger point is I've never heard the mayor or anybody in the salon say the behavior of the pro. They're just they come off as they have daisies in their hands, yeah. 
And they're just, they're peaceful. And the cops are these evil fighting force. B as in B, S as in S. Say it, amen. How do you think two professional baseball teams talk to each other if there's a bench-clearing brawl? You don't have to go to the professional ranks. That's what two town ball teams yeah. say to what each you, other. What do, you, Joe, what do you think? On this, what you're saying now, there is no mention, not one mention whatsoever of the violence that they were facing. I can, I like you, I read it twice, looking for that. Right. And like you said, daisies in their hair, flower, oh, they're peace just, and they're, love. They're, they're yeah. innocent angels. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry used the word galling to describe the just-released police body cam footage showing the officers beating a man who had surrounded, who had surrendered, and talking about hunting people during the unrest. Now, the hunting thing was uh, was is taken out of context in the lead of this story. The hunting thing comes from footage from Officer Joseph Adams' body camera showing him com- commenting that it was a busy night to Commander Bruce Falcons, who said, tonight it was just nice to hear we're going to find some people instead of chasing people around. You guys are out hunting people now. It's just a nice change of tempo. <clears throat> Bleep these people. What the hell do you want him to say? Right. They're throwing fro- bottles of frozen water at you. Right. I'm I'm starting to think, Kenny, you're right. I uh, off air we were saying, Kenny was saying he hopes the he hopes the charter amendment passes and the city can get what it deserves. No police. Um, oh my God, I, I would a, never go to Minneapolis again. May thirty first. Uh, that's a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, May thirtieth, a Sunday at ten fifty three p.m. Ten fifty three p.m. On a Sunday, South 14th Avenue. I have a permit to carry. Guess where I was at 10.53 p.m. Exactly on a Sunday were. night? Probably yeah. at I, home. With my family, mm-hmm. not out looking for issues, looking right. for whatever he was looking for with a firearm on him. Because uh, curfew was 9 back then, is that correct? Uh, yeah, or even earlier, but yeah, yeah, we mm-hmm. had a curfew. We were under curfew then, yeah. But just... Uh... And you're right. Everything you said is right. It was just cop chatter, guys talking back and forth. You should hear the way the four of us talk to each other off the air. It's fairly vile. Right. And we somewhat (laughs) like each other. But they were. Right. Right. Good point. They were in a vile situation. Yes. Yes, they were. Um, Should they have been saying the rosary to each other? What do you want them to Yeah, you want to invite these guys over for dinner? Well, let's keep going here. Let's keep breaking this down. And, and, and things like this have helped motivate the charter question on the ballot. Should we replace the police department with something called the Department of Public Safety? And we still don't know yet what that would look like because it hasn't been figured out. But if this would ever break out again, this kind of behavior, how in God's name will it be handled? Without a police force. It, it won't. Well, it then won't the, city, the city will then self-destruct. Yes. Well, Joe, it already is. Yeah. And you know what, Kenny? I'm now with you. Yeah, go ahead. Get, you know, get what you're asking for, and the city will literally disintegrate. And didn't you find it ironic, Joe, that on the day that this piece and the, the, can, the footage was released and this piece is in the paper, that Jeremiah Ellison has a uh, editorial on the last page talking about how we need police reform. Mm-hmm. Remind you, uh, what is he, the fifth, right? Yep. Yeah, North Minneapolis, heart of the violence. Did he mention any black-on-black killings? 
uh, he discusses, he says, uh, he disguised it as gun violence in our city. Gun violence is what he calls. And he goes on and on and on and talks about how we need police response. He doesn't talk about a gang war. He doesn't talk about black on black crime. Most importantly, he doesn't talk about all the innocents that have been shot and killed. Including children. By random violence and stray bullets. You know what? I'm going to recant what I just said, because if that does happen, I will feel horrible for the likes of the Reverend, you know, Reverend Mm -hmm. Tim, the people that are out there actually trying to make a difference. You're right, Chris. It's the innocence, the innocent lives. You lost an innocent Mm. two nights ago. We now know her name. Autumn Merrick, 18 years old, was riding a scooter and then gets killed uh, in the crash of one of the two vehicles involved in a rolling gun battle. I think she's an innocent victim. Autumn Merrick, 18. Her family does not want to release a photo of her or have any further comment. They're obviously devastated. And I bet I know why. Because they don't want her to then become politicized in any way involving with this. And Possibly. I don't I do not blame them whatsoever. Possibly. I, I don't know. But it's just... Uh, My God. You recall the other day we had a shooter in a Houston, in a uh, Arlington, Texas high school? Yeah, he was released the next day on a seventy-five thousand dollar bond. Apparently, oh. he's uh, his parents. I don't know how this could be because they're black. His parents are apparently very successful and, and wealthy. I don't know how that could be because in this country, oh, sure, black right. people are not allowed to right. to uh, to achieve wealth according so, to the according to the left. Right. So he's out. He's out. And uh, there's much more to discuss about this. Uh, but I, 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 if if the anticipation was that the readers of the Star Tribune are going to be appalled by this story purporting to show the evil behavior of the police. Uh, Many, many readers will be. But many readers who take a step back and say to themselves, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something Something ain't ain't right right. here. Could we keep in mind that that was a harrowing, harrowing two weeks? (laughs) I'll say. You think? You lost a police, and and you know what, Fry? You never said the destruction of that police station was uh, uh, was galling. You said it was just bricks, bricks and mortar. And, mortar yeah. and you're the guy I'd have to vote for for mayor in Minneapolis. That's what it's come to. Mm-hmm. I don't live in Minneapolis, but you're the guy I'd have to vote for. I have never heard that many gunshots at one time ever, and I'm talking about duck hunting, deer hunting. Uh, opening seasons going back year and year, years and years and years. It was frightening being in that city. You lived in the neighborhood. South Minneapolis, uh, one one block off of 38th where they marched those nights before they uh, burned down the precinct. And then, yeah, when they did burn down the precinct. And it was uh, semi-automatic gunfire, and it was these marking rounds, and it was... Uh, the, the tear gas uh, bombs we heard going off, and, and it was just, it was insane. And then that continues to experience open gang warfare. And it used to be, used to be, didn't gangs used to have a little uh, code of honor where, yes. let's not shoot each other where we're going to hurt a kid. Right. right. Well, that's gone now. Oh, yeah, there's no. Well, I, I, I saw, this takes us out to Brooklyn. Did you see the Brooklyn um, uh, video shots of those kids in a gunfight in the street. There's a bunch of uh, or youth that were, it's at, I don't know, bad time, 2 a.m. or something like that, and there's two different gangs shooting at each other. 
And as they're shooting at it, you know, they're, they're doing the runaway and they're doing the, the jumping up and down while they're firing. That's the other thing is they don't, Kenny said this before, they don't know how to use firearms. Yeah. They yeah. don't, they, they, they have no doing idea. It, were they doing the sideways thing or the one-handed thing? The TV yeah. thing. Yeah, one guy <laughs> stood in front and a guy shot from, and this was his buddy, he shot from behind him and the dude just goes right to his ears and goes down because he heard the pop. Well, right. you know what else? A lot of these carjackers, they can't drive a car. That's the other thing. Well, what's that tell you? That's just a ritual of growing up. Uh, you know, the old man sets up a couple of trash cans out in front of the car, out in front of the house, <laughs> right. and you you learn how to parallel park and this and that and the other thing. And you take driver's training, then you go get your license. These young uh, car thieves have no driving skills. They end up crashing. Unreal. Or if you're me and Reavers, your dad hooks up the grain wagon full oh my of grain, God. throws you in the old Ford two-wheel drive with three on the tree and says, run this into town. Yep. You go, wait a minute, Dad. Wait, I've, I've never driven Am before. Am I supposed get, to do that now? Get, get going, kid. <laughs> you're late. The giant orange triangle on the back. Just go around. Go around. Check, no. the, check the inventory at Schmel's Countryside of Maplewood. Check the inventory and see how many manual transmission cars there are because that's a great safety defense against carjacking because these kids are befuddled by a clutch here here schmelz countryside volkswagen and maplewood on the southeast quadrant of highway 36 and 61 actually it's more like schmelz countryside volkswagen fiat and alfa romeo i've owned all three and will continue to right now they have inventory and that's getting tougher to find as winter approaches supply chain problems are really affecting this country 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, except the ID4. Uh, 0% for up to 72 months on Fiats, and 0% for up to 48 months on those sleek Alfa Romeo models. Uh, this is a multi-generational dealership. You're going to enjoy it. They've been there for more than 50 years. SchmelzVW.com for inventory. SchmelzFiat.com for inventory. And SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Dot com for inventory. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Uh Today, right now, now is the time. You only live once. What are you waiting for? Pull your head out of your 
Oh, I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, that giant open house. Why am I hearing an echo, Chris? Get rid of that. That's driving me crazy. I will not go on until you get rid of that echo. Okay, okay. Oh, it's gone. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Maple Grove, that was fast, Chris. That happened instantly. Uh, the sale starts today. Uh, it is the 8th, right? Yeah, yeah, today. And the sale runs through the 15th next Friday. The party is tomorrow. Food starts at around 11. Now, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they offer more than just the world-famous Liberty Safe that I tout so much. Uh, tomorrow's sales offerings include an overstock sale on Centurion Series, the CN Series safes, Tactical 24s, ammo cans, best prices of the year. Uh, you can take these babies home. They're in stock. He needs to move them. You purchase a CN Series safe or a Tactical safe along with a deluxe accessory bundle you get free installation on the accessories bundle that's a $50 savings the first five people that purchase a CN 24 loaded or a tactical 24 you're gonna draw on the spot for a gift card worth up to $100 the sale is on now Maple Grove lock and safe they're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. What do you call somebody who's very religious, uh, not fervent, uh, help me. Uh, yeah. Somebody who uh, is very reverent, uh, a lot of no help from the staff. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not popping into my head here. There's a, there's I know a, what you mean. Yeah, there's a letter to the editor today in the Pioneer Press ripping the hell out Righteous? of me. Righteous? No, well... Ripping the hell out of me uh, for my last column because I I don't in his estimation I'm a de I'm a climate change denier, okay. and, devout, and, pious. Yes, the, the the piety of the believers okay. is extraordinary. It's, it's become their religion, mm -hmm. yeah. and this poor guy thinks you know the end of the world is around the corner. Well, if it is, it's not going to be because of the climate. Right, got a lot of other problems, and I don't care that I got ripped. I only mention it. Because that is such a common theme among the true believers is that it's it's theological for them, mm -hmm. and and they're pious about it. I love that. I'm not mad about getting ripped. I'm used to that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> used to that. Check the check the computer here. And the suits, huh? There's a letter in, I don't know where I saw it, but I read it this morning from a lady who says, oh, oh, Julie, uh, Julie um, retweeted uh, it uh, from somebody out in Mound, that's around Minnetonka, right? Yes. Who wants us to forego using the leaf blowers this year because oh. of the noise pollution and the smoke pollution that they create. <laughs> uh, I would like to invite this lady out to the country where you can see all these diesel tractors and combines <laughs> rolling Cold. So she can. So she can eat. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to believe that this Sunday, October tenth, that's our last ninety, and that that, really that occurred in nineteen twenty eight. Now I know uh, these weather records. I offer them for my own amusement, but they're teaching me something. What's Nothing's that? changed. Not much has changed. Well, it's hard to complain about the run of weather we've had the last, right. what, two or three weeks. Right. It's been oh, almost my perfect. goodness. And you know what? No mosquitoes this summer. Yeah. Never had a mosquito. Never saw one or That's because one. the state Agreed. of Minnesota used Mosquito Shield. That's why. MoShield.com. Yeah. right. Covered. Thomas Harrigan's mother and father, Sandy and John, are still reeling more than two years after the murder of their son inside his St. Paul home on Ivy Avenue. Actually, the worst thing is I lost my faith in God, Sandy said during her victim impact statement in Ramsey County District Court. 
And still, even after all this time, something happens almost every day to trigger a thought that makes me want to weep or scream or both, John said. On Thursday, the alleged gunman's brother, Dante Carraway, who admitted he was at firefighter Tom Harrigan's house when the shooting uh, unfolded, avoided prison time when he agreed to a plea deal on a manslaughter charge that calls for a three-year probation period. You are kidding me. The man authorities believe pulled the trigger, Blake Carraway, was also recently acquitted of murder by a jury. Tom's mission in life was to help others in pain. He was a St. Paul Fire Department paramedic and earned a Bronze Star serving his country. His deployments as a frontline combat medic took him to Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. Uh, in court, his family played a short video clip of Tom teaching a medical procedure to fellow soldiers. Sadly, his parents believe his service overseas came at a cost of post-traumatic stress and addiction, eventually leading to his murder. He was shot to death in September of 2019. Mm. Wow. Uh, I believe my son's murder is a reflection of things that are wrong with our country, Sandy said. It is galling to me. There's that word again, but she is entitled to it. It is galling to me to think this defendant might walk out of this court today without any additional time spent in custody. John believes the justice system let his family down. The man authorities believe pulled the trigger. Blake Carraway was recently acquitted. My son was robbed of his life. I've been robbed of a son. On Thursday, the alleged gunman's brother, Dante Carraway, who admitted he was at Tom's house when the shooting unfolded, also avoided prison time when he agreed to a plea deal on manslaughter that calls for three-year probation. My condolences go out to the family, and I apologize for all the pain and hurt they've been through, said Dante, who pleaded guilty to second-degree manslaughter. The judge told the 41-year-old if he messes up, he'll look at 67 months behind bars. Mm. This was, if he messes up. This was a case where a person has admitted in court that he participated in a murder, John said. To let him go free with no prison time is a horrible message to send out to a community racked by senseless violence for the last three years. Dante walked out of the courthouse on Thursday morning. He will remain on probation with a five-and-a-half-year prison sentence hanging over his head should he run afoul of the law and squander this opportunity. Well, how many opportunities do you have to have? Right. Go listen to the Polk County Sheriff from yesterday. Joe, really quick, what was the age of Dante? Did you did you read that part? I'm sorry. And what are the chances are what, that he's already offended? He's 41. He, he just hasn't been caught. Oh, okay, so this isn't a case where he's under the age of 18. Which no. is why he would have gotten a lighter sentence. Right. Okay. Wow. What so an absolute joke. A guy that's made a career out of, uh, do we know his record? Did we you read well, I that? I, I missed it. I didn't look that up. Wow. Mm. Unbelievable. Dante Caraway and Blake Caraway. And and I, I, I would imagine, I don't know what took place that resulted in the firefighter getting murdered. Well, uh, it sounds like the, the, the word addiction was used. Yeah. Does that mean that this was a... Post traumatic, well, post traumatic stress syndrome, you know, and if he had any injuries and he's put on medicine and then you get addicted and then you you don't get uh, weaned off properly, yeah, Yeah. you know. But the guy, he he was doing our business for us, for the country. You see the terrible video? I think Kelsey sent it. The terrible video of the. but a completely innocent. Oh my God! The train woman getting shoved into an oncoming subway car. I did not see that. It's haunting. You there guys. was a time in this country when you know crazy people were were not out on the street. This guy had seven prior convictions, gentlemen, and he completely picked this woman at random. Mm-hmm. And mm. she's alive. 
I don't know how. I don't know how either, but she suffered extensive injuries, but she's alive. And it Just was like only the, because she was the closest person uh, on the platform to where the train was coming in. That's the only reason why she was selected. Just like my buddy downstairs uh, in the building there, Matt Belanger, got his ass kicked at random That's one right. morning at a train yep. station. Just like the kid that got shoved off the balcony at Mall of America by, by somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Just like the guy who I hear referred to repeatedly about once a month, if not more, who lives somewhere around the quarry corner. Do you know where the quarry is? 30, 35W, the Stinson area? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is routinely stopped for throwing rocks at people and cars both on the street and on the freeway. Hmm. You know, we have a problem here, folks, mm-hmm. and it's it's not being dealt with. How about the guy who jumped, trying to commit suicide in New York? He jumps from nine stories up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lands, on, lands on a BMW, and I think it was Kelsey who noted, this finally proves that BMW has the best airbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, you can see him looking up out of the car, like, what the hell what just happened? happened here? Well, okay. People, man, man, humans, humans losing touch with nature. Hmm. A Yellowstone tourist was caught on video walking toward a grizzly bear and her cubs. Nope. Oh, jeez. No, oh, no, 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 no. Now no, she's no. going to jail. She'll probably get more time than the Caraway brothers. I wouldn't be surprised. The woman from Illinois was sentenced yesterday in U.S. District Court to four days in jail and one year of probation after she pleaded guilty to charges related to the incident. The tourist was also ordered to pay $1,000 to the Yellowstone Forever Wildlife Protection Fund, the nonprofit partner of the National Park, as well as fines and fees. In May, the woman was spotted on the video standing within feet of a grizzly bear at the National Park. It appears on the video she was taking photos or videos with her phone when the bear started to run toward her. The woman gasped, gasped. Gasped? I did more than that. And walked away. Yellowstone Park officials then investigated. We'd like to emphasize the importance for people to stay in their vehicles if grizzlies with cubs are less than 100 yards away, Yellowstone Park officials told McClatchy News in an email. The people on the video go out of their get out of their car to view a mother grizzly and two cubs that were much closer than 100 yards away. The woman was later charged in July with feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentionally disturbing wildlife, according to court documents. She was also charged with violating closure and use limits. Hmm. Yellowstone officials said animals within the park are wild. They're unpredictable. They can also be dangerous. Tourists should always stay 300 feet away from bears and wolves and 75 feet away from other animals. Every year, people are injured when they approach animals too closely, and animals that attack people may need to be killed. That's what angers these rangers. Yeah, right. Yep. You're going to yep. cost us a bear, lady. Yeah. And we're devoting our lives to this park so you can have a place to come and then you and screw be an it idiot. up. <laughs> and be an idiot. Uh, other tourists have been sentenced to jail time for harassing wildlife. In 2018, I remember this because he came up on our human people losing touch with nature. Yeah. In 2018, an Oregon man was sentenced to 130 days in jail after he was seen on video taunting a bison that had stopped traffic. The man, I just had a Royce yeah, Lake acid. No, yeah. I had a Sushere Lake acid yeah. type. The man was banned from Grand Teton, Yellowstone, and Glacier National Parks for five years. If you cause an animal to move, you're too close, park officials said. It's illegal to willfully remain near or approach wildlife, including birds, 
within any distance that disturbs or displaces the animal. I uh, didn't know you were going to bring up this story, Joe, but I actually have audio of the woman when she was trying to take the selfie. Okay. Come on! Stop it, bear! Stop it! Bear! 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 Is that his nickname? Bear! You're breaking it! You're breaking my kayak! Why are you doing that? Why are you breaking my kayak? Come on! Why Come are on. you breaking my kayak? I wonder why he didn't what answer. Okay, I can't. Even I can't take, take it, it anymore. So, is that person <laughs> still uh, without a kayak? roaming? Is that person still out there? Can you voting? imagine walking you, you, the out in the you, wild, walking around free? You know, rookie, you just went through an engagement. Can you imagine um, young Matthew off on his own now? Brings home uh, the future Mrs. Matthew, and uh, you hear that? I would say so. to Matthew, we're having trouble with her paperwork. Uh, it's not <laughs> so, so it's not you, you know how I like to consider myself smarter than the rest of the world when it comes to the outdoors and animals. Yeah. I'm in Yellowstone. I'm on the Grand Loop Road. It's on the north side of Yellowstone. I'm parked in a parking lot. I'm watching. I'm in the back of my truck, in the box, got a spotting scope on a, t- a tripod, watching a herd of, you know, a thousand or more buffalo across the river. Five five hundred yards away, right? Mm-hmm. As I'm watching them, all of the sudden, right next to my truck, they appeared from behind out of nowhere. Was a herd of buffalo. Wow! <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson. Always watch your back with wow, Yellowstone. Yeah. Always watch your back because they were silent, and all of a sudden, I was surrounded by buffalo. It was did crazy. you just did you pretend you were one of them? Tatanka, I'm a Tatanka. I thank the Heavenly Father that I was up in the box of my truck. Oh, wow. <laughs> I saw a coyote this morning. You did? Yeah. In fairly, the city. Fairly sizable, fairly healthy looking. Yeah. Well, we invited him here, right? Wasn't that... Uh... Well, they've, they've decided to move here because of our plentiful That's and, right. uh, That's and welcoming right. park system. Nice. Yeah. Rook, you didn't stop for a slice today? Uh, we rec- oh, I, early well, I start. would have yeah. early start, though. Oh, that's I right. thought we're, about it and then remembered early we're start. We're recording earlier than we normally do. They open at 11. Uh, I'm talking about your stop at Red Savoy Pizza uh, for either pizza now or that adult mac and cheese, chicken bacon mac mm. and the regular mac and cheese. Roycey, or not Roycey, Reavers had it the other night oh, man. for his boys. Uh, they're both baked like a hot dish and include Parmesan, mozzarella, and cheddar, and Alfredo sauce. This is the real deal. This is really and, good. Okay, it's We've tailgate it ready. Yep. It's tailgate ready. Yep. So when you're watching football on Saturday or Sunday, not only do you get Red Savoy's double sausage pizza, you also add in the adult mac and then cheese. Then are you doing it right? Then you're doing it right for and sure. And pizza and pull tabs are back. With every pizza, there'll be a pull tab tucked into the box, and you can win free pizza, pasta, wings, salads, pop. I'm not going to say cookies. Uh, money off even your next purchase. Even you can even did. win the grand prize, free pizza for a year. Uh, 16 locations of Red Savoy. Uh, GLers know the drill. You can visit the, or download the Red Savoy app or visit SavoyPizza.com. Especially enticing on a on a football weekend. Isn't mm-hmm. It? Mm-hmm. All right, RedSavoyPizza.com. 
Hey, Garage Logic would like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They will even put up, take down, and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout the entire month of September, they have a great special on soft washing just for GLers. If you look under your eaves on the north side of your house you'll probably see some gray dirt it's actually algae it can grow anywhere siding patio patio furniture deck and even on your roof the proper way to clean this is usually not with water pressure kahuna's soft wash method uses low pressure water with a mixture of algicide to kill the algae so it stays clean longer and doesn't damage your house right now for glers only pricing for house washing packages start at just 299 dollars this special will only run through the month of september head to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure that you ask for the GL special. kahunawindowcleaning.com This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Please, please do your family a favor, your spouse a favor, and stop burning boring candles. You've heard me tell you about spiral light candles at the Minnesota State Fair where they have their wonderful cylinder index candle. They're going to keep selling them online, so if you missed out at the fair, it's not too late. It's not open to the general public, so you have to go to the secret GL page on the website. SpiralLightCandles.com is the website. Scroll all the way down to the bottom, click on the GL logo to order your CI candle, and you will be in candle heaven. Stop burning, boring candles, burn the right candles, the cylinder index candles featured at spirallightcandles.com. Hey, really quick. Were you surprised it was on time? Yeah, <laughs> we all were. We all were kind of shocked. Hey, really quick. The, 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 the song I just played was our guy Jeff Dayton. Mm-hmm. Did Glenn Campbell used to have a, a talk show or a variety show yes. of some type? Yes, yes. Yep. You guys, that was from 1988, and Glenn Campbell introduced Jeff Dayton. Yeah. What a modest guy he was. Yeah. Oh, Glenn Campbell just seems like a really cool, he was a cool guy. But I'm talking about how successful Jeff has been, and he was just a guy that came on to the fair with us. I know, and I had to tell him, uh, you're selling yourself a little short. Here. Right. See, i got to catch up on a lot of emails. Scott Matura from Montana writes, The growth and expansion of the IRS is not because they don't trust us, the growth of the IRS and the monitoring of what will essentially become every bank account in the country is to eventually centralize and nationalize banking. We are on our way to nationalize and centralize police, and this is pushing us towards nationalized and centralized banking, pushing back by the day. Well, that's a dreadful thought. Yeah, yeah. thanks for the happiness. And he also writes, catching up on the podcast and listening to your praise and support of Francis Hogan, the Facebook whistleblower. Joe, I would make the case that Francis, in her appearance on 60 Minutes, which I watched, should fall under the Garage Logic 72-hour rule. Shouldn't it strike us all odd that she went from anonymous to nationally known whistleblower seemingly overnight? She exposed some very serious things that many Americans already believed and assumed she just confirmed them. But if for no other reason we should pump the brakes on her bravery and honesty in this manner for the simple fact that she is so public and garnered so much attention from the woke and always progressive 60 Minutes. Secondly, if you look into her career, read up on her history and her current motives, you'll see that she is, on the surface, speaking out on mis- and disinformation, but what she ultimately wants is more censorship and regulation. Okay, 72-hour rule. Well, we had that, yesterday, we had a, that theme yesterday, and, and they're both right. Uh, Joe, in all due respect, I think you're missing a key link in your recent stories and discussions around race. For years, you've 
uh, astutely been all over environmental activism, calling it out for not actually being about the environment, but instead a new socialism, or at a minimum, a movement dedicated to a significant restructuring of our American economy. You connected the dots on that a long time ago, and thus we have all accepted the GL axiom that modern environmentalism is, for the most part, simply a Trojan horse being used to usher in the dismantling of capitalism as we know it, and that, in reality, is nothing more than a big, powerful tool of leftist subterfuge. I'd argue the same thing is going on with race. Why does it seem that almost every story we hear in the news is getting spun in that direction? Why must everything be seen through the lens of or within the context of a racist America? It's because that narrative has, like environmentalism, become a big impenetrable entity that's almost impossible to knock off its moorings. In the current climate of conflict and uncertainty that we find ourselves in, was really about race, actually about making disadvantaged minority lives better, then we wouldn't have the hypocrisies that only people like you and shows like yours are bothering to expose. There wouldn't be the question of why black on black question there wouldn't be the question of why black on black shootings in Chicago or Minneapolis somehow don't seem to matter and how the soft bigotry of low expectations in our schools and other institutions is even remotely fathomable, much less acceptable. So, Joe, similar to when you see a story on some environmental issue and know that it's instead about something else, I encourage you to have the same skepticism regarding more of these race stories. I can guarantee you that what trumps both environmental and racial justice issues among the far left is a sacred ideology and the embedded disdain for the history, traditions, and institutions of this country. It's an ideology that for generations has constantly been rejected within the marketplace of ideas, only to again and again be repackaged and rebranded in an ongoing search for relevance and influence. As they probably said in Troy, new horse, same old crap, Jonathan in Plymouth. Hmm. That's a great email. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to practice my uh, uh, st- study of uh, more racial stories. And I, 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 I'm going to give another Garage Wood ruling. I, I swore them off, but oh I think this gosh. guy has a very interesting Why point. Well, because this is, such a, this is such a novel application for a ruling that I think it deserves hearing. All right, All right I guess it was so ruled. Class clown. <laughs> I need a garage ruling. Most popular. Now, because we live in the great state of Minnesota, I have a number of old hockey sticks, some wood and composite. They sit in my garage and serve a vital purpose. The best example... The other day I was wrenching on my motorcycle, just giving it a once-over to make sure everything was good. Well, when I grabbed a bolt to put the fairing back on, I accidentally dropped it. Everybody knows when you drop an important component of machinery, it always rolls into the most inconvenient spot in the garage. Always, always, always. (laughs) So what did I do? I grabbed the old Sherwood hockey stick and got the bolt. There you go. This is not the only occasion where this has come in handy. Need a piece of wood to secure a small tire in place so it doesn't roll? Grab the hockey stick. Have a little ice build up during the winter, but don't want to damage your concrete? Grab the hockey stick and swing uh, swing like Dr. Hook McCracken. The old hockey stick serves as a vital piece of wood in my collection of garage wood, and I know that every Minnesotan has at least one old stick they use when necessary. I have it. Yep. I have one. I have two that we fish the baseballs from when it rolls under the wife's right, car. Right. So, Mayor, I'm calling on your infinite wisdom to make a ruling on one of the most important tools to any Minnesotan, and I'm willing to bet that you, Mr. Mayor, have an old stick or two in your garage right now. I have a brand new one. I will honor your decision even if I think you are wrong. Uh, P.S. I also think the old Louisville slugger has its purpose, too, but that's a dissertation for another time. 
so long as he accepts the idea that the hockey stick cannot be made into anything else and that its sole purpose is as a tool, hmm. like other blocks of wood that become garage wood, then of course I, I would consider that garage wood. Staff? So you can't. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What, what you're saying is you can't, uh, in a pickup game in the street, you can't use the old Sherwood? For I, that purpose? I, I don't know why you have to throw that at me. Well, because you said... No, that's a valid question. You said it, it has Here. to be used exclusively yeah. for uh, retrieval of a bolt or stoppage of a wheel. Just as chalking. a handy handy stick. Yeah, and I suppose it could be used in street hockey, but here's what you're missing. And he threw it in, and I'm surprised he even admitted it. He said um, that he has a hockey stick in his uh, possession, a brand new one. Me, I said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, a brand a new yeah, one. Yeah, this has got to be... Uh, Joe, I've got about... It was about, given to me by a gift from two little girls. I've got about well, 15 hockey... Don't do that to me. Don't do that well, to not, me. That's I'm not calling it... This is so... This is so in line with you and your perfect little life. I've got 15 hockey sticks. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them beat up and battered and the tape coming off yep. and blood blood on them. Exactly. You got an old and stick, you, huh? Joe's got a brand new one. And they're mounted right next to my it's mounted or leans up mounted. against my lord. Leans <laughs> up against the wall next to my old skates. Kenny's is behind the door right next to the spider webs and the uh... They recently uh, the reason I love this letter so much is because they used to be stored in the house in Minneapolis. Now, in fact, up here they are in the shop where well, they the belong. Guy, the guy has a great point. They make a great uh, they make a great retrieval tool. Oh, they absolutely yeah, are. Yeah. 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 You got the little yeah. hook, you know. You or can... a chalk. And, and you know what? I just realized again. He slipped something else in. In his own defense, he said he got him from his granddaughters. Yeah. What kind of guy? that has been skating and playing hockey his whole life, the only stick he owns is a brand new one, a gift from his grandkids. I can't account I just, over the years, uh, the need to have a hockey stick uh, disappeared uh, until these kids gave me one, which I, I treasure it. Yet you still have the skates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, I think the, the, the grandchildren might be... Uh, prepping you, wanting you to practice for you and Kenny in the big hockey oh, no. race-off, no, skate-off. That, that, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, the one they've been no, talking I, about for yeah. 15 years. You know, Kenny's I'm over just, at the rink. <laughs> I'm, rink. No, I'm just going to go ahead and forfeit. What's the official ruling? I'm, I'm worried that he's going to fall down. The official ruling is, I think he wanted a ruling, can I consider the hockey stick garage yes. wood? And I'm saying yes. As long yes. as he doesn't use it for... No, if he wants to take it out into the street, why not? I can't, I can't win all these uh, hey, arcane if arguments. If you pick it up, the police, geo police will come by and say, you can't play hockey with that. That's your garage wood. Rook, <laughs> yep. the reason I'm forfeiting to Joe, because when he falls down, it's both hips, both shoulders, yeah. an ankle, okay. and a wrist. Self-preservation. He's in... He's in traction for a year. We need him in studio, so self-preservation. I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> need a paycheck. All right, hold on. I hit the gavel to make it official. Yeah. Harumph. No, harumph. 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 What about a composite stick? Harumph. What about an e-bike? What about an e-bike? Yeah. I got a deal for you. I think you can still go out to EcoFund Motorsports and say, you guys, I know the sale ended September 30th. But Suits told me. But the mayor of Garage Logic told me that <laughs> I'm, supposed to, rules oh, for yeah. him? I'm supposed to put the what? pressure on you. Because Tim had the reverse supply chain problem and got a load of uh, EcoFund, uh, uh, Bentelli e-bikes in stock. And 
and he was offering an additional 10% off their already low prices. So that created a savings of $160 to $200 per bike. And all I've advised is that GLers give that a try. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen to you? He'll say, no, you got to pay retail right yeah, here. Right here. I, don't speak for him. I think that's rude. Well, the people. worst thing that could happen is we could potentially lose a client. But there's other right. than that. No, no, they're still great. They're <laughs> still great them. prices. Still great prices. And they're still riding where they're left. And uh, these are marvelous bikes. Five levels of electric assist. Also, all those gas scooters that turn urban errands into adventures and full line of Yamaha products and youth recreational equipment and helmets. You're doing and this all wrong, Joe. Service. Uh-oh. You're not Uh-oh. telling them about uh, winter storage. Taking, getting that out I, of your garage. I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't heard about that yet. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to be an offer this year. The winter storage? They Tim, st- we really love store, you. Tim, they'll store Tim, all the scooters. Screwing you since, up. You're, since you're just throwing stuff out there, here's me. Have them store your scooter yeah, for a special price. I don't price. know if that's being offered this year, so we will not say that until I've... Uh, well, I thought you were bad making... enough I'm trying to tell people to go beat right. the sale. Since you were making stuff up, I figured I'd throw my nickels worth in. Buy one, get one, according no, to the no, 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 no. Eco Fun Motorsports. <laughs> it's right there on Highway 61. Where else? In downtown? Forest Lake. If he's not here Monday, there will be an opening, I right. guess. Yeah. All Yamahas are free. No, 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 they're not. No. But you'll enjoy your experience at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan, and please let them know that you heard about him on the Garage Logic podcast. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joseph. <laughs> How about those NBA players trying to defraud the old health care system? Wow. <laughs> I didn't see this. When did this pop oh, up? Oh, this is great. Oh, you didn't know this? It's been all over the news. Today? No, it was yesterday. Yeah. There were, what was it, 14? Yes. Including one player, I think it was uh, Davis, and his wife. They were making fraudulent claims that they were getting dental work done. And chiropractic. Other proce- <laughs> chiropractic work done. 
But what astounds me is each player, I believe it was an average, some were more, but it was around 150 grand per player. Which these guys are knocking down ten million dollars a year. Yeah, what is, I, I didn't understand their need right? for this. Why, why would you do that? Now were you're going to go to prison. I got to find this. I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, it didn't show up at where I was looking. What uh, prominent player? Oh yeah, one of them was uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis. Uh, the other guy was that with the Telfair or something like Sebastian that? Telfair. We had him for a minute. Oh yeah, we had him. So these are, but these are ex players mostly then, huh? Yeah, there was a couple that were still active. I'll try to find the list here for you in a second. Oh yeah, big big baby didn't have too long a career, so uh, it's eighteen uh, guys and it's four million dollars in insurance fraud. Glenn Davis, Sebastian Telfair, Tony Allen, Tony Allen. That's what I was thinking. Of. Uh, are the big guys? Um, oh, uh, Allen Anderson. Allen is, what? Allen Anderson, former De La Sales star, and then he went on to Michigan oh, State. Oh, no. Yep. Not a guy, a, an Islander. He got that Islander education and he's in on the scam. That's yeah. too bad. He yeah. had about a 10-year career, too. Yep. Are you consumed wow. with uh, baseball? I have watched quite some, uh, yeah, quite a bit of it. Four games today. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I won't be able to see a whole lot today. I'm heading down to Mankato to see the number one rated hockey team in the country play the number two rated (laughs) hockey team in the country. Let's go, Mavs. Really? How about that, Joe? These two prairie towns are one and two in the the hockey rating. Mankato is number one? Yes. Yes. St. Cloud is number two? Number two, yes. And, and Patrick. Golfs are four or something. Patrick, I have a wedding in St. Peter, and I begged the wife if we could stay in Mankato this weekend. And she said, because Mankato's playing St. Cloud in hockey. Because <laughs> that was one of the best weekends to be a student at MSU was when St. Cloud came to town, man. Those were fun What weekends. kind of building did they build for Mankato? Hockey rink. It's nice enough. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent arena. What's it hold? 5,000? Not quite five. It's right downtown, Joe. It's yeah. uh, right uh, right next to that hotel right downtown. Mettler's is right around the I was the just going to say, you can yeah. stumble into Mettler's after a Mankato <laughs> hockey game, Such. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But uh, two great, uh, you know, uh, the, the coach is a great character. Mike Hastings, he and Motsko went to St. Cloud State together at the same time, and I mean, he's done amazing things. He comes out of the USHL like the rest of them. And uh, and I think Mike's got the luck of a guy who might go have a beer with the, with the local yokels after the game, too. <laughs> right? Because they got all the bars right downtown, oh, yeah. right, near the, uh, right near the arena. And I so take it, it's uh, a, obviously always a sellout. Uh, it will yeah, be this weekend. Doing, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing pretty well. Yeah, they are doing well. And I think they they kind of shaped up that league they're in. You know, they were in the they're in that C what they're calling the CCHA now. The two Alaskas are gone. Huntsville is gone, and St. Thomas is in the league now. So as far as traveling around and stuff, it's a it's a lot. It's an eight team league, and it's a lot. Uh, you know, uh, easier to get around than it was when you had to make a trip every year to Alaska and Huntsville, Alabama, and places like that. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good league. The Tommies are gonna. Did you see that August Stana is uh, gonna go to Division One hockey in Sioux Falls, and they're building a, 
uh, 4,000-seat arena that is going to cost them $40 million. Uh, I think the Tommies are going to have to do something like that. Yeah, I think so. I keep looking at the property every day trying to figure out where we could put it. I drove by yesterday, Goodrich and River Boulevard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and said they can never squeeze one in there. It's, I don't think so. No, it's too tight. Yeah. Uh, where did Billy Robb go? Is he WCHA or CCHA? Uh, well, he was the WCHA, but the league went away. Okay. You know, I mean, oh, okay. The league, the, they they in order to uh, you know kind of in, in change their travel situation. I don't think he's the commissioner of the 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 WCHA title now is held by the women's league, the uh, the the uh, eight team women's league that St. Thomas has joined too. And I don't know if I don't think Billy's the commissioner of that one, but he might be. I'm not sure. Oh, I'll look it I'm up. That's sure. fine. Are these leagues? Meanwhile. I think we got a cup contender down here in uh, St. Paul, don't you? Man alive. The Wild? The Wild. They uh, they keep coming back from three gold deficits in exhibitions against their uh, hated rivals. Yeah. They have so much young talent, they don't know who the hell to keep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's looking pretty good. And you see where Leopold says the uh... – Parisi Suter era was absolutely not a mistake. He was very pleased with the. Uh, well, he's right. He's right because they kept selling tickets. Mm-hmm. Well, right. he basically admitted how bad the situation was when he signed them. He said we were. He did, He said basically they were ahead. I knew that their tickets were. They lost a whole lot of season tickets, and they were down. They were maybe going to be down to, you know, three, 4,000 empty seats a game. He made it sound like it was going to be worse than that. You know what it was, Pat? When he lost Sushere as a ticket holder, it's who said, damn it, we got to do something here. <laughs> I hung in there for five years. Yeah. That, that could have been, uh, been it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I've always said that. The first two games they came back from the lockout were not quite sellouts. And for about seven years after that, they had sellouts. So yeah. I, uh, they uh, sounds like there's tickets this year, though. Huh? The, he they, kind of blamed it on post-pandemic. Well, they uh, played at home last night, right? Yes. yes. And we're not listing the attendance for some reason. I was curious I what the attendance that. was. Yes, I, I get the impression they didn't announce it. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard the new announcer last night. Oh yeah. Uh, on the radio. Yeah. Uh, he's got big shoes to fill, but, uh, that, uh, he was even, he, uh, he was trying to explain why there were a lot of empty seats and that once the uh, regular season starts, the place will be jumping again. And he's probably right. Now Kurtz is but, done. Is Kurtzy done? Kurtzy retired. Yeah. Is Reed and, still uh, with the new guy? Yes. Yeah, Who is the new guy? He was uh, the Iowa Wild play-by-play guy. I can't oh, remember I what his, his name is. his name is O'Donnell. Okay. Uh, Joe O'Donnell. Well, that's a hockey something. name. That's a hockey name. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, you're following, in this town in the NHL, you're following Al Shaver yep. and Bob Kurtz. <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you later. <laughs> Joe O'Donnell. Joe O'Donnell. All right, well, good luck, Good luck, luck son. Yeah. He's actually about 40. Sounds like he's 22. I thought I was listening to the Minnetonka Wysetta High School game when I first started, <laughs> but then I heard Reed. So, so I knew Speaking that, of that, that Pat, that what, remind me, what year did Kurtz fill in and do baseball? What year was that? How long ago was that? Remember, it was uh, when Gordo, Gordo, before he retired, Kurtz had filled in for some reason doing baseball. Well, you know, Kurtzy was a longtime voice of the Red Sox. He was, uh, you know, he was I on did not the know Red that. Sox TV. He, he came here when he came. He came back to Minnesota 
for family reasons, but he was the he did the he did the Red Sox for fifteen years. He oh, and wow. Jerry Remy did them together. I did not know that. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Red Kersey was uh, was big in New England and and uh, always uh, always the pro. That's for sure. No gopher Boy, game uh, this weekend. Hang on, boys. hang on. According to the sorry, Joe. Uh, according to the Wilds website, Kurtz will continue to uh, do a limited number of home games. Reed will continue as analyst and Kevin Falness as executive producer. <laughs> so Kurtzy said, "I ain't getting on a beep bleeping plane." Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Billy Robb is the uh, um, commissioner of the USHL. Oh, the junior league. He got that job. He found himself that job. So, yes, okay. just Good. FYI. Go ahead, Joe. When are you heading to Mankato? Oh, a couple hours probably. Yeah. All right. I want to hit. I want to hit a couple of the, what? What? What's the uh, bar for the hockey fans? About four o'clock. Pat, you know, you know this drill. You can never top Tav on the Ave on a day of a Maverick game. I know it's not either close to campus or close to the, but it'll it'll be jumping this afternoon. No, no doubt. Well, about it. I got a tip on something that's over by the right around the government block there. That's uh, got a name on it. 508 or some damn thing. You're like going to have to send me the, uh, the text on that one because that one might be, need further investigation from some of us along. <laughs> That's, uh, that is true. Suits, did you say who are the Gophers playing this weekend? No, I said they're not playing this weekend. They have the bye, and then they have Nebraska next week. Yes, and uh, when you look at the West, even though Nebraska started off the season by miraculously losing to Illinois, which stinks, uh, that's the Nebraska might be the second best team in the West. So if the Gophers win that game, uh, is even with the Bowling Green smear on their record, uh, the West is so bad that they could, they could, uh, you know, it'll, they'll probably be playing Iowa to win the title. And um, have you seen a quality bowl game? I don't know. To me, there's, you know, what <laughs> quality is. I, you know, it's quality would be the uh, same one they went to when they beat Auburn or that type of thing. Pat, how about this? How about let's make a pact here on October 8th. If they do make it to their third quick lane bowl, you and I are going to road trip to Detroit Christmas week. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah, we're, we're driving. Uh, well, maybe we can put the top down and take the convertible. <laughs> Check the weather, though. Check the weather prior to. Patrick, we'll talk to you later. See you Monday. All right, go to the bank, damn it. Yeah, no, we're not going to the bank yet. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I, you got me thinking about this hockey game. be fun to watch that. I but think it's uh, Gophers and uh, Mercyhurst get the television nod tonight. Uh, not St. Cloud and Mankato. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Pat just, because I, I completely forgot until Pat mentioned it, but I have a wedding tonight, but I might have to sneak down there tomorrow night. Yeah. That'd be fun. Mm. That would be fun. Unless they're not doing the home and home, are I they? I hope you uh, uh, Mavericks fans are smart enough to get up here, or you St. Cloud fans, to get the Grunhoffers and there load up go. for your hockey weekend. Grunhoffers yeah. Old Fashioned Meats, the original location on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the new store in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just east of 35. It's soup season. They got great soup meats. They got the great meatloafs. Uh, and there are some because Reavers has not declared so much as even a watch. No, nope, no watch in the forecast. And uh, it's, you know, football is a broad season, but so is hockey. Mm-hmm. Hockey's broad season. And uh, you can enhance your tailgate like none other in football parties with Grunhoffers. They're world famous now, you know. Oh, Those of course. are world famous. There's over 139 flavors 
Uh, it's just a great meat emporium. It's been a great discovery by the GLers. And uh, load up and enjoy your hockey and football weekend with Grunhoffers. GLers, we are excited to announce our partnership with St. Paul's own Mosaica Hard Surface. They specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface-based materials such as granite, marble, and quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen, anywhere that you dream up, they can get it done, done right, but also done under budget. These guys are the skilled neighbors that you never knew you had. Corey and Jay are the owners of Mosaica Hard Surface, and they are true GLers. And what that means is they do things the right way. They're the best. They've been around for over 20 years. They only use the best materials. They custom cut everything in their state-of-the-art facility. But here's the bigger issue. They also install everything themselves. Not everybody does that. It's because Mosaica Hard Surface wants every single aspect of your project to be perfect. And Corey and his team really want to work with you. Here's the drill. All you have to do, you can stop in at their showroom. It's right there on Marshall Avenue in St. Paul. Just call Corey directly if you want, 651-242-0894, or just go online and see all of their work and do some investigation on your own. It's mosaicahardsurface.com. That's M-O-S-A-I-C-A hardsurface.com. Please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Are you rolling? What comes after Part B? Rolling, rolling. (laughs) (laughs) The guns are coming out. Throw your pit stains. Guns out, guns out. (laughs) Pretty good today. Nice and dry. Talk to me, goose. Seafoam, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas and just as available as a tank of bad gas. And uh, I received another uh, hashtag Seafoam work stories. It's from uh, GLR Paul. Uh, bought my uh, St. Paul built Ford Ranger four wheel drive brand new in 2004 when I lived in Carver. Around the same time, there used to be a weekend car talk radio show on KSDP, Paul and the host also uh, always recommended Seafoam products. Yeah, yes. Paul Brand. Um, how'd that go? It was Freddie um, doing the home and garden. Lawrence Such and Roycey doing Saturday sports talk. Yep. And then it was three hours of car talk with Paul Brand. Anyway, fast forward to 2018. The Ranger has 200K on it. The transmission started shifting hard and occasionally uh, slipping. I bought a can of Seafoam TransTune, dumped in half a can. Over the next few weeks, the transmission started shifting much better and was running awesome. I have since moved to Florida. I still have the Ranger and a half a can of TransTune. Well, Paul, dump it in. Yeah, what if it starts acting up again, I'm just going to dump in the other half. The whole range of Seafoam products. You hear us talking about the motor treatment, obviously, and the high mileage and uh, the deep creep, which I love. But the TransTune, just as effective, just as wonderful. Seafoam, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Uh, Dylan writes, in regards to uh, William Mitchell Dean, Anthony Nidewicki, Recent comments about the bar exam as a requirement to practice law. Dean Nywitke asserts that the bar is excluding talented people of color from practicing law. You know what actually keeps talented people of color out of the legal profession? Law schools that charge six-figure tuitions and take up years of one's life in the pursuit. Wow. Dylan Donnelly. That's not a bad point, is it? This poor guy, I don't know what to tell you, Leo. 
your declaration that the journalism you studied and practice is dead really got me thinking about my future. Currently, I'm going to a community college to get my generals done. Then I was planning on transferring to either the University of Iowa or the University of Minnesota to major in journalism, although I'm probably going to base my decision on whether or not Minneapolis will vote no to defund the police. I would love to take some of my GL common sense into journalism, an area where you have repeatedly said there isn't any common sense whatsoever. However, I'm worried that I'm going to be taught a radically different version of journalism full of bias and absence of facts, much like I have seen in many articles from different publications. As you said, journalism isn't what I said. Reporting isn't what it used to be. Colleges also tend to lean left, as you know, so I'm sure that some of their viewpoints, such as using they, them pronouns, would be snuck into the curriculum. So my question is, should I continue to go to school and try to sort through the liberal bias to get my diploma? Yes. Or is there another way to get into the field to avoid the failed academy? Keep pushing back. Leo from New Prague. Leo, I I root for you, but I can't possibly imagine that there's much of a future in in the printed word. Joe, Joe. What? No, of course there is. The printed word is on the computer now. No, absolutely he should go. All right, Leo, Get his you, degree and do it. Do it from Kenny. Do it the right way, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. To... Oh, go ahead, go ahead Matthew. I was no, just going to... Reavers seems uh, disinterested in your, uh, huh? your story. What are you doing? Uh, section 118, row B, St. Cloud at Mankato, Saturday, 6 o'clock p.m. <laughs> He's buying tickets. You were supposed to find the red paint, blue He's paint. He's buying thing. tickets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Buying tickets. Joe, did you read the piece I sent you early this morning about yeah. journalism and the way... Um, oh, I meant to, damn it. I'm sorry. I did not. It, yes. It's really... It, it's uh, billed as something about COVID, but it's really about journalism, and they're talking about how during the Trump administration... Um, papers, and and they cited the New York Times, uh, have gone from using words couched and subtly, like uh, the president claims the sky is blue, um, and and then then they changed during uh, Trump's reign to the president lied. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And and it's really interesting, and it's talking about the evolution of journalism in the last four years. I saw they. I saw them tweet out a picture of the show today, though. Yep. Doogie was with them. Oh boy. And when the photo was sent out, Doogie wasn't talking. That was one of the big upsets. <laughs> that's not, that's not possible. That was, uh, that's not possible. Upset, right? Some <laughs> kind of scoop. Quite the uh, I, uh, shocking upset. I hate to uh, pull you away from this fascinating topic, <laughs> but I just tried the paint <laughs> joke on my son, mm-hmm. sixteen. Mm-hmm. Right away, answered right away. <laughs> Did blue, he really? blue paint. <laughs> really. Blue paint. He knew. <laughs> Because all paint smells the same. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was confused. Yeah, that's probably because he's been told it in a high, uh, right. you know, yeah. in school. It's uh, the people he runs away with. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. Well, I'll, I'm calling. I'm calling it. I'm calling on the way home tonight and try to. But I don't. Think, I think you need to. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think you didn't have to write it down on a piece of paper. Yes, I think I you should be able to remember this. <laughs> did you write the joke down or just, just to blue call? paint? I just wrote blue paint. Uh, and that'll help you. Enough. That'll help me. Yeah, what I'd like to joke. see is you looking for that stupid piece of paper in one of your twenty pockets. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Uh, get, Hold get on. The, get the redhead over. What's your <laughs> name again? <laughs> you want a mine or what? Are you just here for the pool? What's going as on? I'm uh, driving. Uh, as I'm driving along, people will think I'm playing Pokemon. Right, kid, I got this question for you. What? <laughs> Why? Turns upside down. Well, how do? Yeah, my, let me put my glasses on. Hey, don't run away. Hang on. How does blue paint smell like red paint? Because it's blue. <laughs> See you later. Get out of here. Get out of here.
here, kids. No, 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 Why does it smell the same? Is that the joke? I don't get it. Maybe I wrote it down wrong. Hold on. You know how many jokes I tell a year? All three. Are you a good joke teller? No. Joe, no. Yeah, Why? Really. Why? Because no. you want to get to the point? Because he's a bad waiter. <laughs> you, <are>. you don't <laughs> have the patience. Yeah. You know, Joe can tell a joke and say, and the guy's on the course, and he's sitting there, and he's telling, you know, and, and kind of paint a little picture. Roycey, halfway through, he just gives up and throws in the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Kenny, you going to the soccer game tonight? Yeah, I'm going to be there. I've got I like, Kenny, I like ones about Jewish guys, and you can't tell those in play company anymore. So, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, are you comfortable? Muhammad. I make a nice I living. Nice <laughs> like Muhammad asking Sid, what's the difference between a Jew and a canoe? I can't tell that joke. No, so, no. Uh, you can't <laughs> tell it. So what good does it do? Can't tell Probably it in public. Best. Two, two guys go down in the garment district in New York. Yes. No, a guy went down. He got hit by a car. Another came up to him and said, here, I'll put my I'll put my coat under your head while we wait for the ambulance. Are you comfortable? He says, I'm making a nice living. <laughs> You know what, Roycey, you were right. This is the worst show on radio. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Billy, come over here. I wrote this one on, too. There's a guy that makes clothes out in New York. He, he, uh, he tripped on the, the guy tripped him, so he's laying down, and he's comfortable. And the guy says, I'm just trying to make a living. No, I don't. Uh, maybe I wrote this one down, too. Uh, oh. Only... Oh, because they come to God. us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa. We got paid to do that. From, <laughs> yeah. We stole money that day. It really did. We stole money this that was day. From the, the, the traveling linemen's. Uh, the one-hour sports talk yes. show? Yes, yeah, that was sports talk. Where we had our own off-air show going for about 45 minutes yeah. of that one-hour yeah. show. Show and patter breaking down the wild game. <laughs> <laughs> on this day. Today. T- October 8th, Joe. On this day. Hello. Hello. In 1956, Southdale opened as the first fully enclosed shopping mall in the country. Opened in Edina. Austrian war refugee and architect Victor Gruen designed the mall, which he hoped would become the town square that has been lost since the coming of the automobile. It should become the center of this civilization. Later realizing that civilization was in fact crystallizing around the mall in a commercial way rather than according to the utopian vision, Gruen would retire from architecture in 1967 and become one of the most ardent critics of commercialized mall culture until his death in 1980. Wow. Wow. So he made all his money doing that, and then he retires and rips it. I didn't know that he envisioned Southdale to become the new town square. That was folly from the get-go. Because he said the automobile took away the town square, but you needed the automobile to get to To Southdale. Right. So I don't yeah, know what he was, himself. I don't know what he but, was thinking. No, he thought that uh, the houses would build up around it, right? Oh, maybe. So you could walk to the mall. Yeah. Oh, and so he was upset by the commercialization. I get it now. Yeah. I don't agree with that. All right. Thank you, GLers. Hey. Have a wonderful weekend. How are you? Yeah. How are Is you? that it? Are we wrapping this up? Yeah. This was a this yeah. was information packed. He's got to get to a wedding. That's yeah. right. He got plans for a wedding. Uh, well, on your way down to your wedding, why don't you uh, take up Pod MN, Mr. Reavers, on your smartphone and find a podcast that will please you and, and your family. I don't think I won't. I don't think. You should listen to Table Talk. You should listen to the latest version of Table Talk on your way down 
to uh, wherever your location is. And if you would like to go on your computer, you can go to podmn.com. There's a couple things you can do. You can also go to the Garage Logic Facebook page, follow us and or like us, and as well, YouTube, we have a Garage Logic channel that you can subscribe to and be very, very entertained with non-blue working bits, etc. and the like. Have a great weekend. Congratulations on your new nuptials, uh, your friends there. Thank you, buddy. Rah. And remember, like I've always said, red paint smells just like blue paint. Cha-cha. <laughs>